one shot, one shot, one opportunity to bomb it like you've always wanted. In one moment, one moment, would you hit driver or just lay up? His grips are sweaty, breeze weak, hazards heavy. There's ketchup on his polo already, vodka in the Yeti. He's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting to keep his head down. His group goes so loud, he knows his next move, but his miss freaks him out. He's choking up how everybody's laughing now. The boy's howling, clubs up loud. Snaps back to the left again. Oh, there's a penalty. Oh, reload. Welcome to the Bomb Squad Podcast with your hosts, Matt Smith and Jerry Lou. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Bomb Squad Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Lou, and with me, as always, except for when he's busy cooking dinner for everybody else, is Smitty. What's up, buddy? Not much, man. Good to see you. Good to see you. It's been a while. It's been a while. It has been. We've had had some alternating vacations or traveling. We've had busy lives. We've had technical issues, but we are back. (laughs) Failed recordings, but uh, we're back. It's good to see you. What's, maybe what's, good, to see, good to see you too, buddy. I maybe one day uh, Ty will unearth the um, uh, the ten minutes that we attempted when you were wearing your sunglasses at night last time oh, we tried. Forgot about that. Forgot about yeah, that. They're maybe, in the car. Do you want me to grab them? Maybe no, no. Maybe that's what put us on the fritz. That's what I was about to say. But ultimately, we tried to cram in an episode, folks. It was even delayed already in terms of just uh, recapping the Open Championship. As you already heard, the pre-Open Championship show. We had a uh, our network director Ty Childs uh, come on and, and provide us some well-deserved mirth, and uh, then me and Smitty, as as we've always said before, like I, I always say, like my four favorite times of the year are the majors, and we need a post and a, a pre and a post show. Those are the favorite my favorite shows to do. We got really backtracked a bit, and then the Olympics happened too, and some great shit happened at the Olympics. But before we get to anything else. You been playing any golf lately? I noticed you're wearing a. Can you even spell the the that the, the that university's sweater uh, shirt that you're wearing there? O r e g o n. Oh no, I meant like most people around here don't even know how to spell U of O. That's my joke about how dumb people around here like to root for Oregon and never went there. But Smitty is sitting at his sister's edifice in a beautiful recording studio, better than anything we could ever both cobble together, save for Ty doing a digital background behind himself where he's on the Death Star. Or, I mean, I, I know she came in and defended the situation, but I mean, I wasn't busting balls, and especially because she doesn't have any. But ultimately... I, I see symmetry behind you. I see clearly your sister uh, telecommunicates uh, professionally, at least. I mean, uh, catch us up on where you're at. Yeah, so I'm just uh, visiting my parents this week uh, down in, in southwestern Ontario. Um, so I'm not home. Which is in but, Florida. Uh, it, yes, right beside California. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm just uh, away from home, but uh, my my brother-in-law has a, a recording studio, like a professional sound recording studio, um, but uh, he's got his NFL draft tonight, so I'm I'm in the other office. I'm in my sister's office, so... I thought this was the also- professional recording studio. You were telling me about it, and then, like, you you and I were both getting, like, semi-chubs thinking about it, I mean, or just chubs. No, no. I- 
I guess yeah, the semi so, would be twenty five percent of the way, which so, I like to think I walk around that time that way all the time. But that's for another podcast. <laughs> so this, so so I'm settling tonight for the professional web uh, personality office. I guess it's it's very well decorated. Um, it's very pink, and uh, yeah, it does the trick. So shout out to my uh, sister and brother in law for letting me uh, use the office supplies here. This can go one of two ways. Either this will be our best sounding episode ever because I'm starting to plug the mic into my wife's laptop and I have to ask her, honey, can you stop doing college and all your laptop stuff for uh, an hour and a half whenever I need it every other week or whatever? But I need, I know the quality over here is improving and we I've had internet issues up here. Like, uh, folks, sorry, if I can recap my issues on this end, I've gotten texts from my internet service company around here, which is a dynamite service. It's really good for this backwater community. But I got like texts and back-to-back days saying your service is down for two hours till we fix it. So I don't know if there've been problems or somebody said they're installing like better stuff, yada, yada, yada. Who's to say? Hopefully the issues won't persist. Uh, Smitty has been mentioning, I mean, this is still an upgrade. I, so so the other side of the coin, this is either going to be the best sounding podcast we've ever done or they're only going to hear one of us for whatever reason whatsoever. So well, I can hear you and you can hear me. So I think we're off to a good start. You know what? Even if we just like, like I said, podcasting to me, because I know we have dozens and dozens of fans and not like that big a swath. We're growing. We appreciate y'all. But ultimately, just me riffing with you about golf, like we could just like have our own like Friday, 5 p.m. like little cocktail hour and just talk golf for an hour. I mean, whether we're recording or not, we appreciate everyone listening. But I mean, that's why this show, I, I told Smitty, I'm like, let's just run into it because we got way too much to talk about. Even if we bullshit for 20 minutes beforehand, who who cares? Because I mean, I guess you guys care about us a little bit and what we're up to. I mean, speaking of Smitty, how's your golf game? What's been going on? Um, I haven't been playing too much. Um, Miss Men's Week this week, a couple of weekends ago. So we actually had our uh, our member member tournament, which is a first round of um, modified alternate shot. So you're well i no it's not it's not modified at all it's just straight alternate shot uh alternating off of uh pre-designated tees evens and odds playing it in alternate shot from there with a second day two-man scramble um so a ton of fun uh, great format great weekend um we were kind of heating up on sunday in the two-man scramble we had uh we birdied uh, 10 11 12 to kind of get everything going um and then we got a rain delay and I had been drinking for a little bit already. And then we went a little aggressive no. on the cocktails during no. about a two and a half hour rain delay. Um, Jeez, the weed. that's a blackout. That's not a rain delay. Well, people were informing me the next day when I was like getting my dignity and picking up my golf clubs and stuff that, yeah, it was pretty much borderline blackout for me, but I had a lot of fun. I, I don't know about everyone else, but I think the whole town knows I had fun. Tried to go to KFC <laughs> after that um unfortunately that was closed but uh well, what, what's you guys got kfc up there it's not kentucky fried canada i mean what is it it's the same uh, it's uh kentucky fried poulet is what they call it up here oh it's kfp i misheard you KFP, no, it's pfc <laughs> or i don't know what it's called pfk oh, i thought it was, PFK, I thought it was kentucky i thought it was kentucky fried putin yeah something like or, that. Or, oh poutine do you well is that more of a french or an english thing putin poutine i mean is it poutine yeah. It's poutine and it's a little more of a French delicacy, I'd say, but it's, it's pretty popular everywhere. Not but, like the uh, Russian man's name, of course. Anyway, sorry, Smitty, go no. ahead. But uh, yeah, this weekend is just a really fun, like our, our gym holds like a nine hole social and basically get drunk and, and have fun playing golf. Um, and then I've got uh, what club championship 
the week after that, mid-August, and then and you're defending. At, you're defending. I'm defending. I'm the defending champion of that. Um, and then such, actually, such a humble bragger. I mean, come on. Like you, you unless somebody, one of us notices, you you don't bring it up. And I'll be the first to notice if I'm around or I'm talking to you. But I mean, come on, man. You're you're the you're the reigning club champion for Christ's sake. I, I would only bring it up more if I had a preferred parking spot because I'd probably still try to park it in the handicap <laughs> spot right beside that's, it. I think like that's, that's a humble that? Are you kidding me? No. They don't do that. No, I don't do that either. Well, but at the same time, if we were to have the same thing, like uh, shout out Ronnie Davis, he's our uh, reigning state Elks champ. There is no parking spot for the reigning state Elks champ. So. No. <laughs> And, and that's a state and, winner. <laughs> and so actually the, the week after that, I'm playing with network director Ty and his member guest, a two-day event at uh, the lovely St. Thomas uh, Golf and Country Club. So a little stretch of golf coming up here on the weekend. So it should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. But uh, Very cool. I, I, I hear you may or may not have some new equipment. I don't know if it's arrived yet or what's going on with your golf game these days. Well, I guess uh, to, uh, to, to give you an update before I catch everyone up on the story, <clears throat> Uh, I talked to my friend who is a guy I caddied for, wonderful fellow who runs deep with some higher muckety mucks, higher ups up at Callaway. And he ultimately told me if anything happens, you know, just like tell me. And I'm just kind of like, okay. But when he says tell me, he says he'll bring it up to like his two friends. I forget, uh, Evan, I forget. I'm sorry, Evan, I forget what position you have. But the other name he brings up is Alan. And that's Dr. Alan of head of R&D for Callaway. So he shouldn't be dealing with my late custom wedge uh, but uh, to catch everyone up, um, I have been gaming a 64-degree wedge lately to perfection. Not full swing, per se. I don't even necessarily, Smitty, have a full swing yardage for it. I just appreciate the whole ethos of you have to attack the ball. You have to swing. You have to you have to uh, accelerate Be no aggressive. matter how close you are. The yes, exactly. I hear it time and time again for people like Caddy for They're just like, oh, these tight lies get me. I'm like, look, the ground underneath the ball gives just like all other ground. I've probably said it a million times here. But that's why I was training Evan Ka Evan's caddies a couple weeks ago, and I looked at the kid well, before <laughs> we were on like the second or third hole and I, uh, at Bandon Dunes, and I asked him, uh, like, so are you into sports or what sports you play? And he just looked at me and went, martial arts. And I'm just like, interesting. You don't do team sports or golf, but he has a great like mind and discipline, yada, yada, yada. So I was just kind of like, okay, I'm short and two on uh, number three at Bandon, the par five. I happen to like squeak a three iron layup style or a six iron, I forget, but I was just, just short of the green, short-sided, but nothing but short grass. And I looked at him and I pulled my 64 degree out and I said, see this club? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, looks like a frying pan. He's like, okay, good kid. His name's Dalen. I love him. Um, I see him at the shack all the time, but I said, this is a 64 degree wedge. People shouldn't even be hitting a 60 degree wedge out here. It's just not what the common cloth should be hitting. But hold my beer, watch this. I mean, he didn't hold my beer, but essentially I had at least half a dozen instances, Smitty, where I was greenside or within 30 yards where I stuck that sucker to five feet or less just because I'm used to it. I'm used to it. My 64 degree currently, the only one I've ever owned, the one I'm gaming right now, is like a six-year-old Phil Mickelson grind or one of those wedges with the big high toe that I found in a lost and found at the Bridges of Rancho Santa Fe bucket uh, like five, six years ago when I worked there. I mean, I just, it was just a fun wedge to like have around. I started gaming it. So what I did was asking all y'all on Twitter, if you follow us at Bomb Squad Golf Co. or at Bomb Squad Matt or at Jerry Lou Looper, we, I asked, like I, I just did what I do for like golf pants or polos or whatever. I said, folks, you know, I'm looking for a 64 degree wedge. What brand should I get? I got pretty much like two brands came up over predominantly. 
I had a lot of people saying like, don't you work and play a band? And why would you play a 64? I was just like, A, yes, and yes, and B. I'm not saying my that, dick's That's good. not the question. But no, ultimately, once you try it, you like it. I mean, it's just like a, like a, like, it's like calamari, guys. I mean, just do it. Anyways, so I go to CallawayGolf.com and I go to, oh, look, there's a custom wedge section. I click that for the first time ever in my life. I can get it in chrome or black. Well, all my wedges are chrome. They're all matching MD5 jaws. Let me get one in black. Ooh, I get to change all the little pods in the back, all those little like jewels that are in the back. Ooh, I get to paint all these little, it was like the, it was Smitty. It was like uh, back when I was doing like the foot joy uh, micons or whatever, when you could like build your own foot joy. I built like 200 pairs of foot joys. I never bought a pair, but cause I couldn't decide and I was broke, but still. So I get this all done. It's 160 bucks for the wedge, $20 for the paint job, however I want it. And then as I'm checking out, it says two, three weeks shipping free. I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm, whatever. But then it, I, I saw two options down. It said next day air, $20.95. Uh, I'm just saying American because I know we have an international audience. It didn't say that because this is important. <clears throat> it said $20.95 next day air. This is Tuesday morning of said week. We're recording on um, Wednesday evening. So of, of next week, <laughs> excuse me. This is Tuesday morning. Um, I submit my order. I get an email from Callaway saying we've taken your money, not in so many words, and uh, your order's been submitted. I wait until Friday morning. I ask the wife, I'm like, hey, they took money in the account, right? Because it's, you know, my card, but I don't want to go online because that's how off the grid I am. So I was like, hey, check my balance, please. And uh, she did. And uh, yeah, they charged me. So I called Callaway and Anthony at Callaway, nice fella. He answered all the questions the right way. And I didn't really admonish him too much, but he said that. I said, hey, um, <clears throat> it's Friday morning. I ordered this thing on Tuesday morning, next day air, just thinking, hey, I might have a new wedge in a week, custom the way I want it. It needs a nickname. I mean, oh my God, I just, I'm starting to drool over this thing. Just can't wait. And he said, uh, okay, uh, looks like it's going to be shipped out on August the 2nd. And uh, that, that's what he said. And this was six days before that, or days before that. Anyways, I said, okay, Anthony, thank you. I paid for next day air. What did I pay for? Those are my exact words. And he said, well, the wedges are custom built in Mexico and then they're shipped to from uh, Mexico to America. And then your next day shipping kicks in. Mm -hmm. And my whole thing was, okay, that's totally fair. Not saying you need to advertise that your wedges are made in Mexico. Who, who gives a crap about that? I assembled, mean, if they are, assembled, are. assembled. Well, painted. Come on. It's a custom job, Smitty. Anyways, in the fine print behind next day or shipping, it said, except for Saturdays. That was it. They had a whole big blank white field to say, oh, well, this is next day or when it gets in this country, but it's not made in this country. And who knows how long it's going to take. And then my friends at Callaway have been telling me they're backed up because of COVID. And now they've been getting back to me saying, give me your order number. So as we stand right now, Smitty, it's been um, eight whole days since I've ordered the wedge. All I still have is just the confirmation email that I ordered it. I don't have a tracking number of your items been shipped, blah, blah, blah. And evidently, I have some people, some higher ups at Callaway tracking this down, which I'm not saying anyone's getting in trouble, but I mean, that's not the way they should have gone in any respect. <laughs> you just, you have to have some friends in, in high places, right? And you just happen to have that. So don't hate the player, hate the game. It, I certainly don't because these are people that found me on Twitter, like uh, Craig Ward. Thank you, sir. C-Dub Golf. He is a saint and a cool dude. I caddied for him and his father, Bruce. And Bruce was an 80-year-old piece of nails. I mean, that guy was great. And they were all just caddying him like all these muckety mucks from Carlsbad, which is where I used to live for some years. I mean, he and I found each other on social media. And now he is a great friend and asset in many regards, much like my friend Darren, who runs Bar Run now, de facto. So 
it's cool how we can all get in touch. The golf community is really tight. That's the story of my wedge. My game lately, uh, I have decided, because <clears throat> I've been traveling and golfing, I've been playing in some tournaments, and I've been playing a lot of rounds in my club. Smitty, I think I'm going to become one of those guys where the only place where my handicap matters is at my club championships. So that's the only place where I'm going to post scores. Excuse mm-hmm. me, everybody. I had a moment, Smitty, where I was playing these courses up at Mount Hood around Portland, Oregon, and there was a two-hole stretch where I misread like four putts within five feet. And I started lose. I almost, I, I can't believe I just said that on the record. I started losing my goddamn mind and Jennifer was the only around to deal with it. And I, cause I was sitting there going like, I read putts for a living and I'm on fire right now at work. I am, I'm, I am not missing a read at all. You need to get your ass out of here. I don't want to play with you. I'll work with you. But I mean, come on. Needless to say, I, I had a little like hiccup where I was just like, maybe I shouldn't wear sunglasses. Maybe I should. Oh, I'm not used to this course, whatever. But I mean, I had a little hitch in my giddy up, but other than that, I played banding crossings a couple times from the mid tees where the tournaments are played. And it really forces me as a guy who goes from driver to three iron in their bag. I don't really have a layup club and I don't want to hit 200 yard clubs off the tee and then hit seven irons in grains. Driver so to three iron. Don't you mean strong five wood? Thank you. It's yeah, it's better off the deck, <laughs> but, but anyways, I've been, I played a couple rounds of the crossings recently. One recreational uh, shout out, Rigel one um, uh, tournament. We didn't, we played good in the tournament, not good enough to win, but I was, I've been slugging the driver. I think the the hole in my game right now is like iron approaches because I've been mostly hitting wedges into the greens and the wedges have been getting strong. My short game and my putting, I can't tell which is stronger, but neither is really bad. I definitely am that guy who still has a 64 degree wedge in his hands at all times, unless I have a lot, unless I have a lot of green to work with and it's uphill. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, the game's strong, but it's not reflecting my ballooning handicap, which is about to touch double digits if I'm not careful. Ew. Yeah. I'm just oh, hoping yeah. mine goes up to like two. Dude, I don't know what's happening. Like I'm a golden eight. Like if I'm below that, I'm 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 drowning. If I'm above that, I'm confused. And right now I'm think I'm trending at like a nine six. So and I keep posting very to me, I keep posting very average scores in my opinion. Like I shot 82 from the whites at crossings. Not a good score, not good tees. But I was hitting good shots and I was playing from a lot of bullshit. But at the same time, it was a hard fought 82. And in the end, my handicap like went up 0.6 from that one round. I'm like, Christ. I mean, yeah, it must, anyway. be, it must be some good scores dropping off the board then. That's probably what it is. Probably. So here's here's how COVID's affected how much golf I play. Like I still oh. have I still have my last year's club championship score like on the board counting. And it only takes oh, no like kidding. it only takes it only factors in your last 20 scores, right? Oh, see now, see now I've only had a handicap for like 18 months and I know mm-hmm. that's the system, but I'm still not used to it. So yeah, so when my handicap, in, my, good, in, in my good scores are falling off. Oh, in oh, almost God, a year, I hate this double. Ah. in almost a year, I have not played 20 rounds of golf. That's how much golf I'm not playing. This wedding is horseshit. This is erroneous. Anyways. So like I said, folks. We'll spend the first 20 minutes talking bullshit. Glad you were with us and catched up and uh, you're still with us because... Can you, can you wake them up first? Hey, wake them up first. Wake them up. Wake them up. How? I don't have a gun or anything. I mean, Ty had some sound effects that he forgot to use, which is awesome. But, oh yeah, you clapped and I barely heard it. That didn't work at all. <laughs> eh, to each your own. Your sister's got a very good microphone that like cuts out after a certain decibel level. <laughs> I think so. It's got some fancy thing it's plugged into. I, I don't know what's going on here. So how's about we like get dig into it real quick. The open championship at Royal St. George's. We, 
as we tried to talk about, we're not going to break down. I'm sorry we missed it, Smitty. We, I would have, we definitely, as we preambled in the recording that was lost, I would have had you before the the major having you tell me about the course, your memories, your feelings about the course, yada, 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 all like all the stuff I asked Ty, I would ask you. We're not going to break down what you feel about the course. It was a great track. I mean, dynamite. It was perfect. Um, I know you have all the stats in front of you because uh, you're in a professional uh, style place. The, I, it, I, I hate to say it because of the Olympics, I'm a little kind of off kilter here a little bit other than me wanting to talk about the winner Morikawa in a very, very specific and brief way. I'm having trouble remembering some things. Can you help me out, please? I'm sure everyone's punching their dashboard or their iPhone right now or their listening device. But I mean, what were your, what, give me chess pass. Boom. What were your thoughts on the open championship overall? Um, I thought it was very, very entertaining. Um, you know, Colin Morikawa at the end, you know, he obviously won. He went out and he won that tournament. Um, but there was a he lot of names. Major in, championship, right? I mean, exactly. Um, what is he? The youngest to win two or one of only four under the age of 25. He's won was, two of his first eight. Like here was something I wanted to, we shared on the uh, a failed recording was um, how, when Tiger started doing stuff, they compared him to Jack and then Spieth, when he did it, they compared him to Tiger and thus Jack, they were in a certain category. Morikawa had something I saw on Twitter weeks ago that said, the only other player to have two major championships in the first seven starts is one Bobby Jones. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, fields were different back then. Championships were different back then. But still, when we talk about like Jack Tiger Spieth or any young gun that's doing good or whatever, Mr. Jones's name is never brought up and he is full of records on his own. So, I mean, is this one of those things where it's a bad comparison or is this something to like really look at, Smitty? I, I think it's a steep comparison, right? You're you're talking about the greatest who ever have played. Exactly. But I mean, there lies the, my question. Like, it's steep, the, but is it worthy? The the trajectory is is I guess fair. It's whether or not that trajectory is going to carry. Right? Does he have the speed to keep it up to keep that thing in the air? Um, yeah. Only time will tell. But you know the way he did it. You know, we've had I've had the opportunity at least to listen to a few podcasts, um, especially just about strokes gained and and different metrics here moving forward. And and kind of that poster child for does putting matter is Colin Morikawa because he hits the ball so well week in and week out where basically an average putting week for him gets it done um sorry an, an, an average an average putting week for him compared to the field you know right he, right he is statistically yeah. one of the worst putters on the pga tour but when you're that good and you know you happen to have a hot week or just even like a decent week on the greens you're going to be up there and i thought he was just a clinical in his execution on Sunday, especially watching him come down the stretch, um, hitting three woods, hitting, um, you know, many fairways, hitting green to the proper spot. You put it he put himself in, in two not ideal spots. Um, I want to say 10 and 15 and dropped a couple of 20 footers on both to, to basically, you know, wrap this thing up. Um, but it, it was very entertaining. You know, the course did not favor anyone. It did not favor long. It did not favor short. Um, it, it favored the person who executed. And I think that's what we see in, in open championships, right? Is that player that just executes and goes, okay, here's what the course is giving me today. I can only hit it to here, or I don't really want to bite off 
this because it brings that into play. The person who really thinks their way around a golf course well can execute on that plan ultimately wins usually at a at a open championship and that's exactly what Colin Morikawa did it was impressive to watch to be completely honest you know what it's not to say you didn't have to say all that but the second you said it was clinical that I, I that that's that's why I tried to interrupt you earlier being like yes that's perfect right there like surgical clinical whatever mm-hmm. and and also oh, another thing I was I just literally thought about this today prior to his win at Harding Park for his first major um we kind of made fun of Colin for his putting Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, his putting still hasn't, like you, as you just like alluded to, it hasn't really improved. Case in point, hindsight 2020, flashback to we said a, a putter like Hideki cannot win on greens like Augusta and smash. No, no, no. We, we did not say bow. that. I said that. No, I was. Hey, if, but, you, but, you, but you were on my side. You're oh, 100%. Sure. Oh, oh, so, oh, so you want credit for the take? That's an obvious take. That's like saying, oh, God. No, you, you mean it's the so absolute wrong take? I, no. I'm giving well, myself like well, a reverse pat on aha. the back. Well, yeah, hindsight's 2020. We were wrong, but I'm not. Oh, God, I can't believe it. Smokey, this is not nom. There are rules. I can't believe I'm trying to take credit for your bad take and like trying to share half the credit here. No, whoever said it first, we were both on board with the whole fact that if Hideki oh, cannot sure. put his way out of a paper bag. And and next thing you know, he comes out of a plastic bag at Augusta. Bow to the bow to your sensei. So anyways, I did write a couple other names down from our uh, before we get to Mark Morikawa, or at least my my brief uh, uh, button on him here. And this is what bugs me is because one of these names I wrote stat next to and I forgot what it was. Um, maybe you can help me out with this. Usually, you know, folks, you know how I like to refer to Wikipedia. And if you go to a golfer's Wikipedia page and you go down way to the bottom and open up the tabs, you see the results of major championships. It's a really, really good tab to open. It, it has helped me out with a lot of papers I've written for uh, websites that I hope are defunct, but uh, they're not. I'm sure they're doing good. But um, I wrote down these three names. We'll just start with, uh, you tell me, Smitty, help me out with this. I'll probably jog my memory. Jordan Spieth. Did he not mm-hmm. tease our cockles a little bit? I mean, in, oh, in the geez. Open Championship? I mean... He, he was full out fluffing everybody. For sure. Full fluffage. I'm still on board yeah. with Jordan now. I'm st- I still am, though. He, he, he is such... He's he's so close now, and he's not he's not completely dicking off like Smiley Kaufman style. I mean, he's when he screws up, he shoots even par. When he when he plays good, it's it, like I said, he's the most relatable golfer I've found lately. I mean, yeah, there was there was those glimmers of old Jordan, and I almost think it's it's more solid than the old Jordan. And and the reason I I say that is, oh, it, he, it can only can be. He everybody knows he he's very. I want to say like an artistic feel player, right? He executes or that definitely. Um, but what I would say too, is now he's executing shots. He didn't have before. And I'm talking, especially off the tee, he's hitting draws and cuts and straight balls with the driver with confidence, which is something he really lacked over the last few years. Um, the iron play was exceptional. The putting was, was a little bit streaky, um, at the open championship, but when it mattered down the stretch, um, on, on Sunday, especially, you know, he bogeys four and six, and then he comes back. He Eagle seven, he dropped that kind of beautiful snake putt. And they had, they had that worm camera. Yeah. There's a stat. They, they, is a stat out there, the bounce back stat or whatever. Is Jordan not the king of bounce back? I mean, in terms I'm like pretty if, sure if he bogeys before par five, buckle up. I mean, cause he's going to, whether he's like firing on NOS or not, he's, he's going to get two under on the next hole. I mean, it's just bona fide. Yeah. It, it, it is crazy 
to watch him play. Um, so is Jordan back? Yeah. Is he going to contend at, at next year's Masters? I think he's going to be there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But, uh, well, we, you know, some, hey, Masters Review is a long ways away, and we still have our year in review, which not, not trying to make this a year in review. We just have two big events to cover, and then hopefully we'll have a year in review. But uh, um, mm-hmm. anything else on Spieth before I uh, rapid fire down these other names? No, no. I think uh, I, I think that's good. I'm looking forward to watching him come forward. John Rahm. Mm-hmm. I wrote him down. I'm sorry. I forget where he finished or, excuse me, did he even compete? Um, I, I, he's, he, he got COVID, he got vaccinated, he got COVID. Forgive me folks for forgetting which tournaments he did or did not play in. Mm-hmm. So of course, famously removed from the golf tournament Sunday at the Memorial goes and wins the U S open. Um, Eight shot lead when removed. I mean, I hate to say it like not to say the writing was on the wall or he was the odds on favorite, which he was, but I mean, it was not to say who didn't see that coming, but I mean, it was, it was, it was a pretty, pretty definitive win. Yeah. And, and you know what? I would say it's, it's funny you say that like his definitive win at the U S open, of course, now he's a, uh, an, he's a major champion, but the way he executed it at the open championship was almost like him of old, uh, a, a back nine stretch. So he birdies or sorry, Eagle seven as well. Bogey's eight to go back to basically one, um over sorry bogey's eight to go back to even for the day on sunday and then rouse off four straight birdies 13 through 16 on the back nine to shoot a four under 66 and ultimately finish t3 so you're looking at that leaderboard going like oh man john rom was right there but oh no john rom wasn't really in contention first round 71 but uh put together 64 68 66 for his next three rounds but the guy that was there all week was your first round was your second round and was your third round leader. And that was Louis Eustizen. That was the other name I had on the list here. And I put a hyphen next to it and I said, stat. Mm-hmm. I, that didn't mean hurry. That just meant like there, there was something that happened or at least I, I, I don't know specifically like his scoring average. I want to, I want to say we were talking about the fact that like only nine players have beat him over like the last five major championships or something. It's, it's a crazy stat like that, where basically if you look at, so he was third at last year's U S open and then, sorry, other than the masters, he was T 26. He goes T two, two and T three in his last three majors this year. So not too many guys have beat Louis, Louis size in over 72 holes in a major. Well, now hold on. Hold on. I appreciate your take, or at least how you presented that, though. Louis beating himself. I'm not, it's, he's not on the Tony Finau level or like the Tommy Fleetwood level, but honestly, it started with his like wrapping up of Tory. I'm not saying mm-hmm. he messed that up, but he was playing, he was playing, he was playing deep prevent defense and they threw some, they threw some passes on him. Like he, he was laying up and screwing up his layups, not saying he should or should not have laid up. He was in the position with his game to keep it steady. And it just didn't work out for him. He screwed up on a couple of very simple moments. That was the U S open. Now I smash cut to the the open championship. I'm not saying he screwed up in this at all, whatever, or any of those other times he's taken a T two or T three or T four or just solo places or whatever. I'm just saying is this guy not beating himself at any moment? Everyone loves him, obviously. This is, do we need to redefine this like Tony Finau bracket where it's just like, oh, we love this guy. It's like, yeah, but he's not. Is this Clyde Drexler category where it's just like, oh, you're as good as Jordan, but you're too nice. You're not a winner. I mean, what's the difference here? I'm, I'm glad you brought up Tony in the same uh, conversation only because Colin Morikawa has as many majors 
as Tony, as Tony and Louie have combined PGA Tour wins. How crazy is that? Well, that's kind of a buried stat because isn't uh, Louis one PGA Tour win the Open Championship back at St. Andrews when he won it? I mean, that's correct. Yes. I mean, not to but, say that was an Easter egg for people to figure out, but I mean, yeah, they, I'm with you. But yeah, like looking at so the Masters, he wasn't really in contention. PGA, he gets beat by Phil on on a miracle run. Um, the U.S. Open, he he does hit that one left on 17, you know, makes a bogey, birdies the last hole, finishes second, and Rom goes birdie, birdie. So it's not like he really lost that one. I would say Rom won that one. But I would say Louis shooting a final round 71 after leading for three days. That, that's definitely a, that's a suspect for sure. It's, it's yeah. a skid mark on the underpants of his record. Correct. So I would agree. Now, <clears throat> before we get to my next question, which is a segue into our Olympic talk, um and well before we talk about like i said our the champion one last time colin morikawa is there anything else you want to mention non-colin morikawa-esque from the open nope i do not i'm good so i when i got into golf when i was younger i i got into it for the sake of i didn't care how bad i played golf i just like being outside i just like beating the pill around my dad taught me golf, but he was a solid 14 handicap who drove the ball well, putted the ball well, but everything in between was eh, average, but he taught me the fundamentals. I mean, simple as that. That's all I needed. I don't know exactly when I got into watching golf. It was definitely, I don't want to say it was when Tiger won in 97 at Augusta, but I definitely watched that. Uh, a 12 year old, 13 year old Jerry Lou did watch that. But I also remember watching Payne Stewart in 99 uh, uh, when at Pinehurst, when Phil Mickelson had the beeper on his uh, hip in case his wife went into labor or whatever. He insisted he was going to leave that round. I, I remember sitting in a house at Sun River Resort. I mean, I remember that moment distinctly. My family revolves around golf. We're not necessarily good at golf, but it's our thing. So when I got into golf, believe me, there's a, lo- a long burn to, to get into this preamble. But I mean, it's a short take on Morikawa and, and I'm, I'm going to sell this stock here big time. I literally watched Tiger Woods do everything he did and I enjoyed it, but I never rooted for him. I mean, I don't think I've ever, I mean, I probably said that on the record, but I mean, I just looked at it like, oh yeah, he probably wins. If not, oh, somebody else wins. That's fun. If he wins, he sets records. Cool. I mean, I wasn't a Michael Jordan fan growing up, but I love watching him play ball. I mean, same exact thing. So I never really bought stock in anybody, not even Jordan Spieth, not even like I'm trying to think of any, any other flash in the pan. Like I tried to buy stock in Justin Thomas when he was like up and coming. I really did. And I think I got even returns on that, to be fair, when I cashed out because I've cashed out. But like my season guys, like DJ, you know, it's like he's, he's like a finely seared steak that just takes some time. And next, thing you know, you can't lose the guy. But this thing with Colin Morikawa, I think, Smitty, you're going to see Jerry Lou raise a flag. He's never, you've never seen raise before. I am not going to let another day go by from here on out without declaring I am in Camp Morikawa to be not necessarily the next Tiger Woods, but I think it's very easy for him to surpass Rory McIlroy's major total, Phil Mickelson's major total. Brooks Kepka is still eligible, but he's stalling in the air right now, even though I keep picking him for stuff. But I am declaring right now, as the internet is still working and we're still recording, I declare myself a Morikawa guy. So if you ever ask me who's going to win the major, I'm probably going to say Morikawa first. Now I can't help myself. So help me God, Smitty. 
what medication should I be on? Um, I don't know. Maybe some Xanax to calm you down a bit. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I would say that's a very fair take. I think. How can you not be on the Morikawa train? This is the, the, we. I th- I feel like we're at a moment where a train is starting to leave the station, and when Speed's train left the station, I'm like, adios, motherfucker. I didn't care. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's gonna do good, and the next thing you know, the train wreck for five years. I'm like, ah, oh, see, no pun intended. That, that's just how words collide. But ulti- and another pun, no pun intended. But I mean, I think for the first time ever, I am buying stock. If this, if you can consider this the ground level on Colin Morikawa, I am freaking in. He says he's in. Um, I don't have anything against the guy, but I, I kind of there's nothing exciting about his game, but. It's more, it, it, it's more mesmerizing. It's like, okay, he's got 170 yards. He's got a, a seven iron. And but isn't that hit. golf though? You like consistency is what we all strive for. And there's nothing sexy about consistency until you see the score at the end, baby. Yeah. Until you see that bank account go. I, I hate to say it. And this is a little tease to what we're going to talk about soon here, but he reminds me of if he's Michael Jordan, then Xander Shoffley's Dominique Wilkins, where he was around for a couple of years, and then all of a sudden, oh shit, this guy's around. I mean, really, when I see Colin Morikawa, I see Xander Shoffley, but Colin Morikawa has two majors, and Xander doesn't. That's all. I mean, no, he, Xander's got a major. Xander's got a major. Okay, we'll get into that in a second. Nice pin on it. First of all, I'd like to advertise for nothing. There's nothing, Smitty. Any last thoughts on the Open Championship? Or more, or more Kawa. That was the final button. Yeah, we'll we'll get more into him, I'm sure, in, in podcasts very, very shortly. So I'll save my takes for next time. So now, before we get into which, God bless Tokyo for still using the 2020 banners everywhere. I mean, I know it costs a lot to you know rebrand or repaint or whatever, but I mean, so long as I honestly, I mean, I heard the Olympics next uh, are going to happen in 2024. Correct? I mean, they're That's they're going to yes, yeah, stick Not to the original say- schedule. Not to say that it's no problem to adjust it every four years. I mean, that's what we do for the Ryder Cup when 9-11 happened in World War II or or for other things or whatever. But, I mean, that's Ryder Cup's only two years every time. Plus, the Ryder Cup was around during World War II. But um, I had a question for you before we get into Olympic golf talk. Of the four major winners in 2020 what is this 21 sorry i've been playing a lot of mlb the show i'm in 2023 and oh you should see some of my stats baby who was your favorite major winner we had hideki at augusta we had phil in the pga we had rom at tory in the u.s open and we had morikawa at the open championship now while you mull that thought over in your head for a few seconds the only little sprinkle i want to put on top of it is my God, was this not the greatest year of major winners in our lifetime did not include Eldrick Woods in the category in that I, I, I don't care if one and dones or no namers or one time major winners snag their trophy and their shot at glory and everything. But I mean, there were a lot of years where there was like Ben Curtis, Sean McKeel, and then a couple other like, you know, Padraig Harrington and then another ding dong or whatever. It was just very much like, oh, this is not a very exciting year for golf. Sorry for all those guys in case you ever listen, but whatever. But th- those four guys, those four courses, those four performances, some of them were involved in others, some weren't. But Smitty, if you really had to, and you can take as long as you want to, to bloviate, if you had to estimate, or not even rank, but I mean estimate 
an honorable mention and your favorite or whatever, how would you take the major winners in terms of like your favorites out of the, out of the greats here? So I'll, I'll just kind of go with like which performance moved me the most. And, and for that, I'd have to go with Phil and, and I've never been a Phil fan. I've never been like in, I've never been driving the Phil bus. I'll say that for sure. If anything, I was like, I've tried to, I've tried to. They kicked me behind the yellow line a couple of times, but I'm I'm with you. We're we're, yeah, we're like, opposite from that, but I'm with you. Like it, if anything, it was the bus that was like the last one where I was going, and I got the one right beside the door to the bathroom in the back. Like that's where I'd be sitting on the full bus. But I think just like it, it it made me feel things, right? Like it made me go like, holy shit! Like he's he's doing something that's really never been done before. He's doing it in a way kind of out of nowhere. It's it's probably going to be his last, you know, major championship. Maybe not the last one. He may be he, that he contends in over the first couple of days, but definitely like the back nine on Sunday. I, I feel like, again, I'm not on the full bus. I'm saying like he, his major championship career is probably over um, for all intents and purposes, other than the, the champions tour, because him and Mike, Weir, the two lefties are going to go slug it out for years to come. Um, Wait, what, what two lefties? What? Uh, um steve uh steve o'hearn nick o'hearn nick o'hearn oh, i thought you were, i thought you're gonna say mike weird i did i may have dropped that in there no you didn't <laughs> no i did and damn me for doing it i said weird for the record <laughs> I, I would say i would say phil's performance at uh at kiowa it, it was it was moving it was historical it, it just it you know, it, it was basically you're waiting for when's his Phil going to blow up and he didn't, he just kept it together. He steered the bus all the way through the finish line and it didn't even break down. Like it, it wasn't even leaking oil, it wasn't burning oil, nothing. It was good to go. Well, now to be fair, and I, I'll just dogpile in a good way on what you were saying. He was the first three rounds of the tournament, the way he handled it was something mm -hmm. that I, I thought was not unprecedented, but like when I found out he was the leader going to the weekend, I'm like, Oh, that's nice. That's literally, that was like, hashtag, oh, that's sweet. I mean, that, that's that's what I thought. And then he played Saturday well. And now to be fair, maybe it was just guile. Maybe it was just whatever you want to describe. Moxie, uh, his Phil's force of will, whatever. But he did have one or two lucky shots. And I'm not saying lucky. It was talent to pull it off. But he did hold out that bunker shot for crying out loud. Mm -hmm. And then those those images of him running, like walking through the crowd or whatever, not to say it seemed too good to be true, but it was it was well deserved. It was perfect. I to answer the question, and I've only felt this lately, but I mean it's because I'm really taking my vocation to heart, like as deep as I can. Morikawa doing what he's doing and what I just proclaimed, awesome. You know, great. He he is he is the perfect gentleman. He is a great adult. He's a he's a great big boy. I love him. Rom, the way he played the U.S. Open, like. It, if god forbid god freaking forbid if that's his only major championship cool cool very cool i mean john rom should be a multiple major winner but i mean if he's not he owned tory whatever phil at the pga i really adore because i'm a camp phil guy i like i said i tried to drive the bus but i'm not allowed to i don't have that much even though i've <laughs> i got some phil stories I, I don't know if i've shared them on the podcast before maybe Ever tell you the story about me and Phil on the range? Nope. Nope. Haven't heard that one. We'll save it for another time. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
But I mean, what he did was unprecedented. It was amazing. It was perfect in all regards. It would be my favorite if it weren't for Hideki pulling it off at Augusta, the place where we thought he wouldn't, couldn't possibly, you know, come through regardless of whatever short game woes he's having. But to me, and, and it, not to say like it set the tone off for the year, but it really did. And when I circle back around to it, I love it the most. Hideki's caddy bowing at 18 with the that flag. A cool moment. Cool moment for sure. I hate to say it. Well, I don't hate to say it. No, that that's what seals it for me for my favorite major was, I mean, and, and as they brought up in the Olympics, it's just kind of like, hey, does the caddy get a medal too? I mean, they're part of the team. But And as I joked on Twitter, I said like, well, even the mailroom boy, when the Patriots won the Super Bowl, he got a ring too. I mean, everyone gets a ring. I mean, if you're on the staff. So yeah, sure. Give give the caddy and if he has a, a coach nearby, give him a medal too, whatever. Just order him up. That's You can do that. The IOCC wants money, whatever. But in the end, to answer the best major winner of 2021 for me, it would be Hideki. But I mean, because I'm a caddy, and that was just like a, a completely out of nowhere. It was like seeing like the best puppy dog video of the year on YouTube, seeing his caddy. We don't even know his caddy's name for crying out loud. I don't know if it was ever mentioned anywhere, but we know the moment. I, I'm, I'm about to make that my avatar on Twitter just for sake of, I saw somebody say the headless caddy. And I was like, that's pretty funny. I mean, that's, that's funny, but it's just, to me, the thing that like really gets me off the most is just respect. It doesn't matter what the field is. It's a universal trait that applies to most of us humans. It, it, nothing is so common or casual, but I mean, respect is a very serious thing. And then that, that was ultimately what he was showing. So. Absolutely. So that was oh, a very, very cool moment. And I cannot argue against that for sure. That was a good answer. Smitty. We, we will swing into Olympic talk right now. We'll save the Twitter questions for the end. Now I have a question for you at first though, before we talk about our eventual winner, which Xander Shoffley, gold medalist. Major champion. How about, I want to talk about Rory Sabatini too. The wrong Rory one or the yeah. silver. <laughs> but ultimately, I wanted to ask you because I lost track. Not saying they fell apart. I lost track. How'd the Canadians do? Uh, I would say they just underperformed. Um, Corey Connors was thirteenth uh, at six under. Um, Mac Hughes he did not play very well. I I'm well, they, but 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 uh, they flashed up though a couple times. I mean, there was way better than most. Yeah, so Mac Hughes was 50th, uh, minus three. Now, there's only 60 players in the field, right? So, um, extremely Holler. limited field. Um, but, yeah. That's why Tiger should have gone, damn it. If he hadn't have broken his leg going airborne, I mean, that's why I want Tiger to go there. He can beat 59 other guys. Come on! Definitely. A limited field and event. I'm not a Tiger Japan. guy. Tiger's, Tiger's got that. Dunlop Phoenix's Zozo Championship. He, he knows how to get it done. Um, but, uh, yeah, like – they they underperformed but they're on such a hot streak they had played a ton of golf as did most of the big names that that ended up making it over there playing a ton of golf coming off the major championships you got to almost be like okay i'm tired like the body's probably beat now they're going into wgc like anyways um they underperformed I'd love to try. but i'd love to try to live that life to see how hard it is though think about it, smitty we're flying a lot we're, we're eating what we want to when we can. I mean, I mean, I know it's a hard life. I've seen Monday Q info pictures of like lesser players or whatever, but ultimately, come on. I mean, it's, it's, come it's on. not, it's, it's I, I'd not love a, to try to struggle. I, I would say it's not difficult to live that life. Um, it's difficult to proceed, uh, to perform at the highest standards. Okay. At that time. Is that fair? Agreed. It's like saying when people are like, I'm hungry. Right. It's like that Louis TK thing. It's like, you're not hungry. Or when they go, I'm starving. 
right? It's like, no, you're not starving. People who are starving don't know where their next meal is coming from. You're just hungry. All right. Suck it up. Right. <laughs> I, I, that, that line. First will, will CK reference brought up on the episode gold. I'm, I'm starving. It's like, no, you're not. You're not starving. That Ethiopian boy on that commercial with uh, <clears throat> uh, Cheryl Crow singing in the background, that kid is starving. You are not starving. I will remember you. Canadian, that, right? Sarah, Sarah McLaughlin, sorry. It's a, but yes, she is Canadian. Oh, but um, no, Sarah McLaughlin does the dog commercials, not the not the Ethiopian commercials. Yeah, same thing. They're all starving. <laughs> starving. Oh my God, you're going to hell. What were I'm you saying, Smitty, before all that? <laughs> I have no idea, to be honest. I, I'm saying they were underperforming. They must have been tired. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my. I'm, I'm, no, for the record, I'm on board with you. But, man, you said it first. Oh, gross. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's oh, all right. Definitely here. not Definitely not the worst thing I've ever said. But, um, yeah, the Maybe. Olympic golf, it kind Maybe. of it had a, it, it had a strange start for sure. It had, you know, Sep Straka leading after the first round hey um, but for the record though one thing i appreciate about the olympics i do learn where guys are from and mm-hmm. i had no idea seb straka was austrian i'm not saying i'm again dumbass american but you see all these names on tour and half the time they put their college behind their name victor hovland yeah. he's not american for christ's sake i mean yeah yeah so it, it was very interesting to see um quiet shout out to uh, the chilean t- uh, Mito Pereira and Joaquin Neiman, uh, both going 15. So Pereira was ended up being in the seven for one playoff for third place for the bronze medal, which was might unreal. be. I don't want to call him an underdog or an unknown, but I mean, hell, what what if he won the bronze medal? I mean, that's how good stories go. I mean, absolutely. Um, but yeah, some cool performances, right? Um, just to see those different nations like you said like thomas peters he hasn't been relevant in like three years he kind of went off the deep end um i don't know he's if he relevant, broke any clubs. He's, relevant every single t- he's relevant every single time i get in a major pool and one of my friends girlfriends is like i want to play too i picked thomas peters and then I, we wind up losing because he like makes the cut at augusta like scorches the field yeah yeah but uh god damn yeah. you thomas peters uh, shout out to my boy Jazz Jenna Wetatana. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yep. Quiet little top thirty there out of a field of sixty. Sorry, T twenty seven. But uh, well, but I mean, he's so young. I mean, and and he man, he's got. I wonder where his career is going to go, honestly, because he's got some incredible game, and I really felt that like two years ago. I mean, what is he like nineteen now? I, I no, he's I'm way off. Five, but. See, that's yeah i i hate to say it. that's when i started watching him but i was stuck on him being a teenager like <laughs> I, I i think it but the, what the olympics always has is it, it's it is a great place to display the stories and, and i know a huge storyline coming in was uh the koreans the south koreans of sun Im and siwoo kim who i'm not sure if you're aware of this but basically all males in south korea have mandatory two-year military service to do um, they can be exempt if they're like basically like an A-list celebrity, like so far up there. Um, Real quick, if we can educate people though, because I'm a history nerd and a geographical nerd, they're not yeah, the only yeah. country to do that. I mean, nope, nope, totally Switzerland not. and Israel, notwithstanding, there are lots of countries where, it, and it's a good program. It's actually pretty, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's interesting that, you know, this was kind of like their final attempt. So one of the exemptions obviously is meddling in the Olympics. Um, so if they were to, medal they would be exempt from 
you know, their military service, which they did not do, um, unfortunately. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, you got two young, very, very promising players who may have to put their careers um, like Sung Moon Bay, I think is one who recently had to do that. I believe he won oh, yeah. the tour was like top 125. There's a lot of card, yeah. and then basically just said, you know, I'm taking two years and I'm going to serve. Um, but for the so, record, the polar opposite in terms of obligations could be worse. You could be a member of the Iraqi soccer team from 20 years ago, and when he lost games, you died. <laughs> and the sad right. thing is, the Iraqi soccer right. team played perennial teams all the time so they never won so mm -hmm. or I like mean, colombian goalkeepers <clears throat> stuff like yes that. oh yeah oh that's another one i didn't even think about mm -hmm. that yeah exactly mm -hmm. but but needless to say that is an interesting consideration i mean and you know what Can, not saying just because i'm an american i'm not a yankee and yeah you see me wearing a red white and blue hat right now that's just because i'm hoping one day somebody sees this footage and they can just be like oh jerry wears that hat every time remember i am ultimately patriotic but I would be that way any country I lived in. That That's the exactly. whole point of it. It's yeah. like, where are you from? Like represent where you're from. And if your country stipulates that, I hate to say it, most of the countries that I'm aware of that stipulate that aren't dictatorships. And it's kind of like a nice, I don't want to say community or communal, but I mean, it's a nice social service, so to speak. And I don't want to use the word social too loosely. I'm, I'm just saying, if you, if you make all men from age 19 to 20 serve in the military, you have a pretty nice system going. I mean, it, it that, that doesn't sound like a, an oligarchy or anything like that. It doesn't sound like a free, that's not what America does. I mean, it's right in between. It's just kind of the way it's like, hey, this is what our population is. It makes sense. It's a shame that it might hinder some careers, <clears throat> but ultimately it was a good storyline, but I, as I was aware of it, I, there, there are many countries in Asia that do that. Like many, not just that, not just Korea. And uh, ultimately, th that prize is always on the table. I mean, that's how like Russia and America, like God, 40 years ago, that's how you used to view the Olympics. Granted, they were both like, they didn't promise freedom if you won, but I mean, you were pretty much worshiped over there. Like if you go over to, honestly, if you go to, here, let's go off of golf for a second. If you go to the Middle East and like Russia or whatever, and you're like a, an Olympic wrestler, doesn't matter if you beat the Soviets 20 times, you're a God because that's mm -hmm. what they care about. And it turns out Iran, the country of Iran, like, oh, if you're an Olympic wrestler from America, doesn't matter if you're black, white, whatever, they love you. They were, they're just like, this is what we give a shit about here. Case in point, this is kind of, this is boxing related, but Roy Jones Jr. is a Russian citizen right now. Not because he's like, a, like not because he turned over, he's a spy or whatever, because he went over there and realized they love him because he was a heavyweight boxer and unbeatable in the 80s in the Olympics and just whatever next, you know, he walks around like they're throwing everything at him. He's like, I think I'm going to live here. And Roy Jones jr. One of my favorite boxers of all time is living the life in Russia, just because he's good at something they care about. Now, not that it's, it's disjointed from what I'm saying, but countries should stick to, or we, we shouldn't care too much about what like national pride is or what national mandate is because it, it's not that big a country. We're, God forbid, hopefully most of these places aren't at war right now, but I mean, it's, it's a service that helps the country. I mean, sorry, we get a, we get to have a blank spot on your radar golf wise or whatever, but we had that in world war two. Remember they, they, they suspended all the majors and like, you know, all, all the pro golfers, Sam Snead was in the Navy. I mean, like lots of guys went off and served in the war and came back. I mean, whether it tempered their resolve or whatnot, or made them better people. Like, I mean, just, it's, it's just, I hate to say it, and I can't speak for uh, y'all Canadians up there, Matt, but I mean, military service to me, as a guy who did six years in, in the armed forces in America here, it's, it's to me, it just seemed not mandatory, but kind of like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of what you should do. Mm -hmm. 
it, it, it's funny you brought up patriotism too because a big storyline going into the olympics was rory's comments right about um oh you know, yeah I, i've never been spurred to to represent my country because you know ireland has nothing that, to root for i'm kidding, I'm kidding. It, well northern ireland especially northern ireland has nothing to root for i'm kidding correct I'm kidding. It, well no <laughs> in a way you're kind of right correct in the fact that you know they're they're a country born out of basically um religious war and when i mean war, like ruthless like terrorism level bombings and stuff like that so you know coming from a, a checker pass where you're not really you don't have this feeling of you know commitment and patriotism it, for him to say something honest he was kind of half ripped apart but then the other half were like okay but you have to realize where he's coming from he's coming from a nation that it basically didn't have an, an identity. They didn't know who they were. They weren't allowed to be who they were. Right. So it's very interesting, you know, seeing those comments, but it was also interesting seeing his comments coming out of the Olympics saying, you know what? Yeah. You definitely need to represent your country when you have a chance to go to the Olympics. You know, this represents, it's not so much, maybe so much about our country. It's about celebrating sport. It's, you know, they're gathering after, you know, the last year, almost two years of, of COVID. Like this is a monumental event, not only for, um, you know, people representing their country, but for sport. And I think the world, you know, exactly. A lot of, a lot of people represented the, their countries very well um and and for many different reasons so i was glad to to hear those comments coming out of him on the way out um and i was actually quite quite surprised with how he performed to be honest all right this is perfect boom i'm gonna jump my bullet points here and we're gonna i'm gonna flip them in the good way let's talk xander winning the gold i had mm-hmm. i had a, a a crisis of conscience momentarily where when Xander was steamrolling through the Olympics and not to say it was going to be a bona fide winner, but he was clearly looking like he could be. I flinched real quick. Cause I, my first thought cynical me was I don't want to hear all the Xander talk. Oh my God. When he was playing golf in San Diego, he's from San Diego. Oh my God. This is his tournament. Uh, uh, I'm just enough, but I'm an American. This is the Olympics. I curbed myself real quick and said, okay, I don't care. No, we, in terms of medal count or like representing our countries. Cool. That's good. That was pretty much, I hate to say my only take from the Olympics. I mean, it's, we've only had two Olympics so far to judge from in golf Mm -hmm. and they've had very different finishes Mm -hmm. and you can give your thoughts here on Xander as much as you want in a moment, but teasing my next thought, the, the only two entertaining stories I've found from the past two Olympics of golf, the only two Olympics of golf in our lifetime has been the bronze medal. Now, Smitty, mm-hmm. your thoughts on Xander and his performance overall? As a former driver of the Xander bus, um, which I... Former? I oh, when did this happen? Former? Sorry, sorry, sorry. A, a previous driver of the bus. And, and then what happened was the bus broke down and it took a while to find replacement parts. But and You don't know how to change a tire, do you? I do. I do know how to change a tire. Um, it was not Long a tire cost. though. It was a, it, it was a part due to COVID couldn't get the supply, you know, yada, 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 delayed shipping, um, manufactured in Mexico. Go um, fuck yourself. <laughs> anyways, oh, the bus, oh, the bus God. is running again. And I, 
have picked people back up and I'm currently picking people up on the Xander bus. So um, shout out to Xander, Xander Shoffley on his first major event win. Um, My, oh, hold on. Pump your brakes there, bus driver, rider, all of a sudden. Whoa, what As are you I about? Said, it's not a major win. It, I, it I said be- major event, not major championship. Well, you, 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 you said it hushed under your breath, maybe, <laughs> but ultimately maybe, maybe the gold medal Olympics is better than a major championship. Who's to say, but I do want to say, yes, Xander is one of the best ball strikers, top five on tour. I'll give him that leaf, but then go ahead here, go ahead and pump up the tire and continue your, your route. Well, I thought it was pretty cool. There's a, a very cool storyline to go with Xander's performance. Okay. He, so he wins the gold medal. Um, I did not know this about his father, but his father was a decathlete and was weeks, months, a year away from competing um, in the Olympics when he was hit. Um, I believe he was in a car accident by a drunk driver or something, or he was in a car accident and it basically derailed his athletic career. Um, so I thought it was really, really cool for him to win, obviously for his family, for his father. Um, but Xander at the end of the day, like we've been waiting for this to happen, right? We've been waiting for this next major event, um, not major championship, you know, big headline event where use your right words there. You Canuck, come on where Xander wins. Right. And, and he did, um, it was a little bit iffy coming. He was doing his best Louis impression. That's for sure. Um, hits it, it in, I mean, it, it, it hits it into an unplayable. Well, it's the reason why I can't put money on him is because he can be elite for, oh my God, he's like uh, Ricky Fowler when he's 23. He can be elite for 54 holes and all of a sudden he just, mm-hmm. well, 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 who's to say you and I aren't there in 54 holes. So who's to say how we play too, or how you try to lay up and you screw that up. I mean, yeah. that's why not, not to give a shout out to that company, but I mean, that's why I try never to lay up because it's like, there's no point. Like I got to go for it. And if I mess up, that's the same as a layup. It really is. Yep. So at the end of the day, it was good to see him finally get it done. Right. Um, Knowing the story now, after I did not know that going in, but uh, it was, it was cool to see. I I actually stayed up for pretty much all of it. I did fall asleep for like the last two holes. Oh, you had a, you had a much worse schedule being three hours from me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was like one, two in the morning. I think when they ended regulation at almost five, oh, o'clock when playoff. You, but, you have, but you have such an advantage over the open championship over me for three hours. That's, Enjoy that. Yes, I mean, yes, the yes. one time the Olympics were in this time zone. Oh, so sorry. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll eat this one. But uh, at the end of the day, yeah, I, I know you want to talk about your, your, your boy, the, the man from it used to be South Africa. Now it's, Bratislava, the Czech Republic. Something like that. There's there's Slovakia? there's as many letters in the Slovenia, Slovakia, Bratislava. I mean, yeah, he's it, it's so funny that. look looking at his profile on the Olympic results saying Rory Sabatini representing Slovakia, birthplace Durban, South Africa. What's so weird about that? Those are just words though. I mean, he True. he he re- represents his new country, which was like a year or two ago. Well, okay, because Justin all, Rose was born in Germany, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no kidding. I had no clue. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, yeah, he was I mean, born in South Africa. I apologize. Okay, but oh, okay, but Is still, it, he, he claims a residency somewhere. He's a citizen of England, right? There's the mm-hmm. only way you can have that flag behind your name on the leaderboard. So, mm-hmm. so I heard something funny. It, if Rory Sabatini, and I'm not defending the guy. All I'm saying is I've watched him ever since 1996, and this guy's been around. Hasn't won Jack, but he's been around and everyone hates him. 
but he's kind of a half caricature to look at. He's a lot of fun. Needless to say, somebody said on Twitter, and I wish I could cite the source. They said, if he was a Royal South African golfer right now, he would be like 15th in their ranking for the Olympics. But because he's from a certain country that doesn't have any representation, he got into the Olympics. And that's all you need, folks. I mean, that's what I was saying about, uh, God damn it, Tiger Woods. All you need to get him, just get him in there. He'll be charged up limited field. He'll win or he'll contend in Japan where he's Elvis. They'll love him. But Sabatini, now needless to say, the 61 on <laughs> 61 on the final round, <laughs> greasy, very greasy. But he still took silver. Not that, I mean, for their country, good for them. But overall, in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that big a deal. I think this might be like the fun thing to talk about, about Sabatini for years. I mean, what are your thoughts on Sabs? Anything at all? I mean, you, you and I are about the same age. You've seen him play forever. We've never talked about Rory ever, except for me trying to take a 501 shot on a major to like lead after the, before the weekend. I mean, what do you think? I, I respect his brash nature only because he's the guy that again, will say and do um, what other people will not. So he, he of wears course, a shark tooth necklace. He no, wears- no, no. I'm talking about the stuff like when playing with Ben Crane, the one oh, time well, we'll he like too. literally yeah. just played ahead and went to the next hole. He's like, dude, like I, I can't deal with this, but well, Ben um, Crane is notoriously slow. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, you know, I respect the game. He's been doing it a long time. He's 45 years old. Um, you know, he, he's got his Slovak citizenship due to marrying a Slovak woman like his, his wife and stepson yeah his wife. Mail, mail order is nice um now i believe his wife's cousin something is head of like the slovak golf federation and that's how it kind of came to be like hey have you ever thought about getting your citizenship so you could qualify it wasn't him being like oh i'm gonna pick some random country on the map and go okay i'm gonna qualify for you under the olympics um so you know, I think it, it, it came seems kind of like right a long, like a long con, though. I mean, don't you think? Yeah, like especially if if now like well, you're they trying go to get separate the ways or, or something. I mean, come on, he hasn't competed in dick. Now he's also got a UK passport and US citizenship, so figure that out. Like the guy's all over well, the map, he, literally. He travels a lot. <laughs> yes, he's got some. He is the international man of mystery. <laughs> he definitely has preferred points with somebody. So. um mm. Yeah, uh, I thought it was kind of cool. He shoot 61 in the final round, man. He almost got it done uh, coming out of nowhere. But interesting to, to see just, you know, him returning to relevance, more or less. Now, his 61, <clears throat> excuse me, is about as good as, here's a good segue. And they're only good because I say them. Matt Kuchar's 64 in Rio in 2016 to claim bronze, which I hate to say it, was to me, notwithstanding to our one or two or dozens of uh, English fans of Justin Rose, but I hate to say it, the 2016 Olympics in Rio, the only thing I remember was Matt Kuchar shooting a 64 in the final round to get bronze. I'm like, hey, the story of golf Olympics when they returned was the, quote, race for the bronze medal. Not really, but that's how it went. This year, we had a definitive winner. We had an exemplary Runner-up, Smitty. For the bronze medal, we had quite an interesting situation. Mm -hmm. A situation where, as Rory said, when he came out with his untucked shirt, he's like, oh, I didn't know we were still playing. 
not in so many words, but because if you don't win the tournament or you're not trying to win the tournament, <clears throat> you don't stick around. You don't like you. It, it's an interesting scenario. So the, I don't, I don't even know how to, <clears throat> I don't even think I'm getting all choked up. I don't even know how to break down the, uh, the playoff. I mean, it had a little bit of everything, seven players. You had seven different, even though they didn't have a time to develop, seven different storylines if they won. Even though it was just bronze medal, it was still something. Rory was one of them for crying out loud. You get an Olympic medal, considering how golf Olympics start all of a sudden and how they're every four years or whatever. I'm really stoked to see professional golfers win medals, period. Doesn't matter what Mm -hmm. color they are or what they're made out of. So, Smitty, can you catch us up on what happened to decide the bronze medal? For the Olympics of golf, well, it, it was a it was a seven for one playoff. I can tell you that um, you had some very very big names. Um, you had Colin Morikawa shoot a final round sixty three. You had previously mentioned not lost in the mix, yeah. <laughs> Mito Parara. You had Sebastian Munoz, who won, I believe, in Texas earlier this year. And who, who who was a big Sebastian was a big name like throughout the whole he was like up there the whole time he was mm-hmm. within, he was, within the he was always in contention for yeah. sure. Um, you had Rory McIlroy, Paul Casey, and you know just to put some icing on the cake, you well you had CT Pan who was the ultimate victor of the playoff, but you had Hideki in there as well. So you had hometown Hideki, home country, home nation. You had Rory after his comments. You had Colin Morikawa coming off an open championship. You had everything. We had a little bit of everything and a little bit of nothing too. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. want to say some of these guys are no-namers, but I mean, no, everyone had a reason to be in this seven-some. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I wish it was for the gold. It doesn't work out that way. But I mean, this is how it works out for the last spot in the podium. Not that anyone cares. or, or I'm sorry, not that any of them may or may not care. But still, it's something to... It's the weirdest thing to estimate in terms of like sports or being a sports fan or a sports athlete. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought it was cool. Like it was so cool. Like a seven. The only thing that would have been cooler is all seven playing in the same group. Um, <laughs> I believe they went a foursome and a threesome. But uh, well, you, heard what, you heard what the rule was, right? No, I didn't. Oh well, I can bring some news into this. Evidently, it's written in the uh, Olympic golf rules that um, they could play a sixsome. If it, oh. if it if it so deems a tie six ways, turns out there were just seven. So that would be that would have been cool. I I would have uh, sacrificed um, Pereira to I would I, I if I was him I just would have been you know what guys I'm out I'm just gonna watch the six for one playoff in one group like that would have been bold, unreal. Bold statement, Mister. Your handicaps inflating to a two. Settle down, Beavis. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so. Before we get into the final part of our show here, give me your overall thoughts on the Olympics, if anything you hadn't shared yet. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I think playing for your country in a in a singular event, like a, an individual event, is quite unique. It's definitely something, you know, it's only its second uh, edition of Olympic golf back since 1904, obviously. So it's not like we've seen it a lot. Um, and I think it, it gives a, a unique way of, of playing golf, right. It's usually it's for, it's for them. It's for big money. You know, Rory, what's another, you know, 800,000 to his bank account, not as much as what it would mean to mine, but in the fact that they're playing for something much greater, 
um, I, I think puts a cool flair to it. And I think playing in, in Japan, I thought the golf course was very cool. I thought it played awesome for the, for the men and interested to see maybe next week. Um, well, they're playing right now, but how it plays for the women. Um, and then, you know, in future Olympics, it's going to Paris and it's playing at the golf national where they just hosted the Ryder cup. So it's interesting to see, um, what will become of Olympic golf, but I thought it was a great competition. Um, you had the big names, you had some unknowns, you had some surprise leaders after the first couple of days, you had a little bit of everything, which is, I think exactly what the Olympic committee could have asked for, like that they couldn't have been, it could have been drawn up any better. I don't think. Yeah, I agree. And I hope it can only grow from here in terms of, you know, it's a good thing. It just, it's a sport that's around. It's popular. Should be in the Olympics. I mean, if skateboarding is in the Olympics, and I'm not saying it shouldn't be, I'm just saying no. People give a shit about it. Make mm -hmm. it an event. But if IOCC, if you're about making money, pump it up, pump it up. Speaking Show of pumping up, the money. Speaking of pump it up, we did get some Twitter questions. Only a couple, Ooh. so I guess there's, there's no pumps here. But uh, first and foremost, uh, Leroy Jenkins. Um, yeah, no, we'd love to have Paige Burnick on the podcast. And oh, uh, yes. my excuse is we don't have guests on our podcast, but I would love I'd her make to an exception for her. I could, I'd, I'd allow that. Just I'll put that on the record. And you know, to be fair, I don't even know if Leroy listens. I doubt he does. But if he does hit me up, you hit me up when you do Leroy hit me up. So we got two questions here. We need to address one is from our squire DMAC. DMAC's question on Twitter is you can find him at DMAC. 4G. Would you rather win a major or a gold medal? Follow up. If you could be an Olympic athlete for one day with Olympic ability, what sport would you want to compete in? So first part of the question, would you rather want to win a golf major or an Olympic medal? Smitty, I think we've kind of dusted on half of this, but at the same time, what, what's your ultimate answer? I think I'd rather be an Olympic champion. Is it because you're from Canada and they don't have much representation in anything? I, no. I say that. I say that. I say that inquisitively. No, no, it's it's fair. I'm. I didn't. Not take, Winter, Olympics. Winter Olympics. Winter Olympics. You guys. I, I want to play with you guys because you guys teach exactly. us how to be good. <laughs> I I would say, I would say just because it it you're you're representing your country and it 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 it, it, it like not for economic benefit, but like it gives you a lot more exposure than like, okay, like golfers follow golf. Like no one else really cares if you want to major outside of people that follow golf. Right. It's not like you go to the store and like, Oh, I play on the PGA tour or you're a major champion. Like people don't care. Like if I, yeah, but, one, people, but people at the store care about Olympic golf and they'll recognize you. But no, like what I mean is like when you have Olympic champion, like that's, sure. I think that's something different. It carries a, a different right. cachet. I think so. I would rather, and it's, and it's more rare. And I would be the second Canadian to win a, a let's say if I chose golf as my sport, um, which I wouldn't. <laughs> nope. Well, needless to say, uh, I appreciate your answer. I was just poking fun. And as I was just proclaiming minutes, several minutes ago that I was such a Patriot winning the gold medal would be great. But if I was a professional golfer and I was trying to build a resume, so to speak or whatever, I don't know what a resume would look like if you just had the gold medal and nothing else. So, so quote, so to speak, like Tony Finau might be that guy. 
but like dot 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 we'll see in three years i hate to say it as much as we make fun of them or whatever i think i'd much rather be one of those major winners just because whether it's the pga championship or the claret jug or uh want to make it for pga or claret jug or the u.s open trophy or being a member at augusta whatever i want my name on the list i want my name forever etched in a club which not to say the olympics doesn't do that it, it certainly doesn't i just think like well maybe smitty you and i'll look back 20 years and i will eat all these words truly I but i mean right now i just like i, I love golf in the olympics but i mean i just don't think it means anything right yeah, now that's a, that's a good point I, I think if you rephrased it would you rather win the masters or the olympic gold medal i'd say the masters just because well, like it's the old boys club like you go back every year like it comes with so many more look, perks but look dmac look what you're doing look what you're doing look what you're stirring up here right, no, but i'm, I'm, I'm sticking with my original answer i'm sticking with my original answer and i'm sticking with my answer i'll i'll, I'll take any major one so, off i'll be i'll be a part of that of that kangaroo court i don't care and, and what was the second part? If you could do any sport, what would it be? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Let me turn on the phone again. Uh, if you could be an Olympic athlete for one day with Olympic ability, what sport would you want to compete in? Smitty, I will answer first to let you think for a second. I have, I, I have my answers. I have two answers, but go ahead. Oh, you have two. Give me one right now. I think it would be so cool as a Canadian to win an Olympic gold medal in hockey. Like that, that's like the pinnacle of, of okay. sport right there. I'm, but, I'm, yes, fair. But I, that's no, not, I but, but if I, but if so, I could be the athlete, totally different. one. No, but if, yeah, if I could be the athlete, DMAC, my answer, pole vaulting. Oh, good one. Good one. Pole vaulting. I used, I, I tried to pole vault in high school. It didn't work out, but you want to talk about like some crazy ass, stupid, whatever. <laughs> so hell yeah pole vaulting how do you put that on a resume and get a job somewhere pole vaulting <laughs> if you got to clean windows and they're really high i'm sure that might come in handy no that's dangerous no you run right into them smitty smitty i i was gonna say a, a decathlete so doing the decathlon like you're well like running jumping skill with like shot put and javelin and stuff like that. like that's a, a well-rounded athlete i think that'd be cool the, the the if i were to give a serious answer i want the one where you're like skiing a lot and then you have to shoot yeah um, biathlon biathlon yeah i, so, I like biathlon. my my, so my i was so i was gonna my ask you is a, my serious answer is a tie between biathlete or basketball player mm -hmm. so so here's a question piggybacking or that ping pong. because i saw this on twitter is if you so realistically if you had four years to train for and and you are going to compete in any Olympic winter, summer, which Olympic event do you think you could actually like perform and give it four straight years of curling training? curling oh, easily? That's all I got. Never. Okay. Never thought it. I did not think of that. Um, I'm not, I'm not diminishing curling. No it's fun. It, yeah. you, you learn the strategy, but I mean, I hate to say it. curling to me is like billiards where it's just like, no, anyone can play, but if you pay attention to you good, you'll be good. It doesn't yeah. require any athletic ability. I'm Correct. sorry. Well, I know what I, it, it, sorry, it, it, it demands a lot of, uh, the one or two, motor skill, like the one or two curlers that are listening. I'm sorry to diminish the sport, but you really don't need that much motor skills to, to, to partake in the sport. It's like horseshoes mm -hmm. for crying out loud. Oh, horseshoes. Let's do that. Yeah. So I was, I was going to say shooting is something attainable that I could do like in yeah, four years. That's, master that's, why, shooting. That's, why, that's why I picked that. Yeah. Um, it, I would love to say table tennis, but there's no way. I think sport climbing I could do in four well, years. If, if, 
table tennis would be pretty cool to be the one where it's like if you could pick anything to be good at it's like oh hell yeah every time i see videos of those guys and i'm i, I am like, like party I, trick it's the I ultimate probably, party trick i probably played table tennis twice in my life yeah that's how rusty i am i was the one kid who we one of us had a pool table growing up eventually but none of us had a ping pong table so me and my friends were like the dozen guys who grew up here who weren't good at ping pong everyone else i know has some fundamental skills of table tennis i got nothing and it embarrasses me because it's like oh we, you should just pick up a paddle and be like bam oh bam 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 i mean come on nice nice anyways so hey, on to our next what was twitter. the other question yeah we have another twitter question this is actually really good you don't have to pull up any leaderboards or whatever but i mean i wanted to bring this up i actually wrote it down here as a side note but our good friend john moran at john jd moran underscore mt wrote to us and said enjoyed following the women's senior us open joanne carter competing at 82 shooting her age and annika winning again great storylines have you caddied for anyone that shot their age on the course i i'd have to live and play well into my 90s so to answer his question directly before we can talk about joanne and other things i haven't had anyone shoot my age john except for i'm pretty sure back when i was 14 or 15 i was counting for this guy who was deaf as a doornail on bandon dunes sorry what is is there you go is uh his family was he was the only one out of caddy in the group they're all just golfing around him they kept telling me he's hard of hearing. He used to be a senior tour player, but I mean, like small time. They didn't get his name or anything like that. But ultimately, he had 18 pars in above average wins. I remember distinctly on number five at Bandon Dunes when I was like 15. I remember this. He had like driver, three wood, three wood, tap in for par. And that's how he played the course. 18 pars, shot 72. He was probably 75 or 80. This man Damn. was on his last legs, and I hate to say it at this point, he's probably not around anymore. I don't remember his name, but John, that is the only guy I've ever seen shoot his age. But uh, I don't know. Oh, the question's for you, sir, if we can put a quick hook back into golf. But Annika Sorenstam winning a senior ladies major in runaway fashion, as she should, should, excuse me, I'm getting really buzzed. I watched her play a lot of golf on TV. Mm -hmm. I've never seen Annika play that bad before. And she still ran away with the tournament. I've never seen her miss fairways that consistently. She is the most consistent and amazing golfer I've ever seen in my life. I will put, I will put that down. I will weld that into granite. She's not one of my, she's not on my Mount Rushmore. She's not one of my favorite golfers, but when it comes to like how you golf the ball around, she is the greatest golfer of all time. Bar none to me. Fair enough. Fair enough. What did you think about uh, Joanne, the 82-year-old, shooting her age, and or Annika, Smitty? I think shooting your age is like the ultimate golf flex. I don't care, like, like breaking 70, breaking 60, even, like, on the PGA Tour. Like, I don't care. Shooting your age. Same, we should call it the Sam Sneed effect. Really. Yeah, shooting your age is fucking cool. I That's that's all I have to say about that. I've shot my age only once, and it was that's like the miles last club. year. Yeah, it's like it's very rarefied air. No pun intended. <laughs> Good one. Made me laugh. <laughs> oh, that's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's all. I, that's yeah. That's all. That I I used all the good puns up already. Well, thank you everybody for 
all to you who submitted Twitter questions and for listening this late into the podcast. It's not that long a podcast. We've done it before, but we covered two really big things that I'm sorry we've been delinquent on releasing. It's mostly been an internet problem. I can't decide if it's on my end or Matt's end, but we're still in the middle of deducing whose end it is. So needless to say, Matt, this has been a wonderful catch-up. Definitely thank your sister for using her space, but uh, is there, where can people find you? You playing golf somewhere, online somewhere or what? They can find me on the Twitter machine at bomb squad, Matt. I am not sponsored. Um, Definitely not. I'm still paying full price for all my equipment. So if anybody wants to sponsor me, uh, feel free to reach out. Um, I am brand agnostic. I'll play anything for a dollar. Or, or or less than a dollar. I mean, come on. Or, I mean, or 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 I'll still pay. Just give me a discount, dude. Talk to my guys at Cleveland Strixon. I remember twelve years ago. Like if if, if you just I just if got you, I hey I'm a big Cleveland I'm a big Cleveland wedge guy. Just got a new one. Almost if, lost okay. it in my drunken stupor a couple weeks ago. But that's another story. Well, okay, we'll save it for next episode. But what I can tell you is uh, the pro shop I worked in when I was an assistant pro. They got their hooks, a Cleveland Sirkson got their hooks into our second assistant pro because they just wanted somebody to commit. And he was a yeah. good player and he did fine. So Cleveland Sirkson. Good sticks. Anyways, folks, this has been the Bomb Squad podcast. We have done a lot tonight. Thank you for sticking around with us. Smitty is at Bomb Squad Matt on Twitter. I am at Jerry Lou Looper on Twitter. And that's about it. Say good night, Matt. Good night, Matt. All right. All bay doors open. Bombs away.